the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee. I'm a business coach for entrepreneurs and a meditation and mindfulness instructor. I teach you how to give less fucks and own your authentic confidence so you can launch and scale your purposeful online business and change the world. On this podcast, you'll hear from me and amazing guests on mindset, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. Girl, let's do the damn thing. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Canon Confidence Podcast. I have a super special guest today, and I really, really mean that because wait till you guys hear Amberly Lyons. You're going to be like, okay, I get it. Um, (laughs) I discovered her probably, I want to say, like a year and a half ago. I've been a fan of her podcast for a super long time. She's amazing. I think she's just so real in a world of, of people who are trying to sound perfect and sound like each other. And I, I just really respect that about her. So this interview is going to be so good. So Amberly Lyons is the founder of Shocker Girl Co., a platform dedicated to supporting women to align with their soul's essence, their inner goddess, and their spiritual empire. She's your spiritual BFF and guru in Gucci. She's also the host of the Shocker Girl Radio, which is her awesome podcast, where she interviews gurus, experts, influencers, and celebs about their spiritual rituals that have led to their fulfillment and success. Amber, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Okay, so I know a little bit about your background, but I would love to hear your journey because I don't think you were always kind of into the spirituality and I'd love to know how you found out what the heck a chakra was and what that, what that journey looked like for you. Yeah, so I definitely was not always about this. I feel like when I was a kid, I was really drawn to like astrology and witches and it was kind of like always there, but I never really explored it. Um, I, in my mid twenties, I would say actually early twenties, um, I was just like a hot mess and like partying all the time. I was in fashion school and I was just physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually not okay. (laughs) Um, so I, I started actually going to yoga. I feel like yoga is like the gateway drug to spirituality. Um, Cause I, I wanted to like lose weight. My friend was like, oh, like do hot yoga for two weeks. It's like a $30 intro pass and you'll like lose so much weight. So I did it. Um, and I was one day like late for class. And the only other class that they had was like a meditation class. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And I like asked the receptionist, I was like, will this make me lose weight? (laughs) And she was like, oh, eventually, I guess. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um, So I was sitting in the class and I very quickly realized that I was like the only like psychotic spaz who could not sit still. And I was like opening my eyes. And like, one thing I noticed that I was clear my throat like every 30 seconds and I was like that's so weird and I realized I'm like I realized that I always do this like I'm always just like and it's like I had this lump in my throat that I didn't notice that I had until I like sat in silence and tried to be still and it's just crazy that you know in all of my you know 20 whatever years I'd never really been in silence even when I was at home by myself I was always trying to like text message with someone or I was, um, you know, watching TV or whatever it was, I was never really alone with myself. 
So that really put me um, into like onto a journey. So I asked the teacher, like, what is going on? Like, why was that? Why is this happening with my throat? And she was like, oh, it's your throat chakra. You probably have a block there. And I had no idea what that meant. I had heard yoga teachers talk about chakras. I was just like, that's weird. Like, that's not me. Um, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to look into this. And I found out about how crystals can heal our throat chakras or any of our chakras and how I was like, okay, I'll try that. So I bought this crystal. I slept with it on my throat every night for two weeks. I did just a little visualization that I found on Google and a little meditation. And in two weeks, I went back to the class, the lump was gone. And not only did I feel like the physical results that happened from from that clearing, it also changed so many other things in my life because the throat chakra is where our anxiety lives. So that started to clear. And then underneath that anxiety is where our purpose lives and our true potential. So I started doing better at work. I started feeling more clear and I decided, you know, I need to clear every other chakra. Like if that, if it takes, if it's that fast and I can feel this different and see this many changes in my life, I need to do a deep dive of all of them. I need to learn about this and I need to start clearing everything. And then through doing that, I was like, I need to share this with people. Like, how do people not know about this? Like, this was so easy. Um, and I decided that that was going to be my path. And it took a while to finally like put it out there, but that's how it all started. Oh my gosh. A couple of things really stood out to me there. The, the idea of like not realizing that you had like that lump in your throat until you were totally still like, I, yeah. Why in our society, we just always need to be consumed with something, whether it's like, usually it's the phone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and even like one thing I've gotten used to doing now, it's like, I don't put music on when I'm in my house. Like some people just like need to always have some kind of background noise. And I used to be that way too. And I like shifted out of that habit because if your brain is constantly being like bombarded with other things and other people's feelings and people singing about breakups and like whatever it is, like that's actually like taking up your energy that you could be using to connect with yourself. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. I never thought about it like that. Um, cause for me, it's usually like TV or phones, but yeah. I don't know how you feel about like putting the cell phone away, especially like running a, a digital business. Like, like we do. Um, I recently had to put a seven o'clock thing that blocks my app. So I can't be on Instagram at night. How do Brilliant. you manage that? I mean, I don't <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I did, um, but I do put like a one hour time limit and it's just like a game that I play with myself like a one hour time limit on Instagram per day and then like you can always extend it if you need to but I try I just like play a game with myself to see like how late in the day it can go up like sometimes at 9 a.m it's like your one hour is up but sometimes I can get to like 7 p.m um so I just kind of play around with that and I, I don't look at my phone until I've like done my gratitude. I've like done a little check-in. I've done a little um, like heart exercise that I do every morning. And then I'll, um, I'll eventually look at my phone. But, and often I'll actually sleep with it in the other room. Um, I would say probably like three days out of the week, I'll sleep with it in the other room if I'm like feeling more stressed or I know that I like really need to stay away from it. And then I don't look at it until I've done my morning ritual. Mm, yeah, that's a really good point of like making sure you do your things in the morning before looking at your phone. 
And I think I'm going to try that timer too, because even though I have the seven o'clock where it shuts off, because I would just be sitting there with my, with my husband watching Netflix and looking at my phone for no reason. But I, I still find like throughout the day, I'm just picking up my phone and opening up Instagram for no reason, all like over and over and over. So maybe I need that timer too. Yeah. Well, the reason is because they've programmed us to be addicted to it. <laughs> like there's no, it's no mistake that we're all addicted to it. Yeah. What is that documentary that, um, what is it called again? I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, I actually haven't. I, I haven't, but, um, what is it called? The social dilemma. Yeah. It's really good. It's yes. really good. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it. I just feel like I already know. I, I know what's going on and it's just, I don't even want to bother getting upset about it. <laughs> yeah. That could be a whole nother podcast. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, okay. So you, you dove into the spirituality. You kind of thought at first it was a little bit like woo and a little bit weird and stuff like that. Um, and then I guess like, was there a turning point maybe like a favorite manifestation story that you had where you were like, okay, um, manifestation is real. Or like, when did you learn about that side of things? Uh, I mean, I think in terms, so I feel like in terms of like money and like how it like how that, that kind of like pivotal point in my journey and, and manifesting the ability to do it was I really like dicked around for like three years trying to do it on my own. Um, I wanted to, my first business that I started was like a crystal and gemstone jewelry business. And that I was like, I'm going to help women and, you know, teach women about chakras with this jewelry business. And I, you know, tried to do it on my own for three years and I was like living paycheck to paycheck, like miserable. And I found like a business coach that I wanted to invest in. And I like, you know, when we think of our linear, our linear mind, so our like three-dimensional mind, which is what most of us are often thinking with is like, you see the number in your bank account, you do the math with your paycheck and your bills. And you're like, I can't figure out a way to make this work. Like this can't work in a linear concept. There's no way to make this work in a quant in quantum thinking. There's always a fucking solution. There's just always a solution. So I started to, uh, when someone kind of said that to me, they're like, well, I know that you think you can't afford this. But like, what if you changed that belief? Like, what if you just decided you could? And rather than saying, I can't, ask yourself, how can I? And write down a list of ways that you could do it. And I, so I started doing that. And I was like, okay, the, the specific like thing I was investing in, I think it was like, the, it was like $500 a month for like three months or something like that. And to me back then, that was like insane. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> um, and I ended up uh, like scrounging together the payment for the first $500. And just like, I was, I don't really believe in this saying now, like jump in the net will catch you. But at that point, it worked for me. Um, I was like, I scrounged this money together for the first 500, like borrowed some from my then boyfriend, now husband, um, put some on, like I had like maybe a hundred dollars room on my credit card, like split it up onto, into like so many different ways and made the first payment, not knowing where the next payment was going to come from, but I knew intuitively that I had to do it and that it was meant for me and that I was, I needed to share this stuff with the world and that I needed the help to do that. Um, so I, 
uh, I, I made the payment, I got started. And then within the next, I think two or three days, I got a letter in the mail saying that my credit limit was increased by the exact amount of like the remaining amount of the program. And I was like, someone must be drunk at Visa because they have like no business raising my credit. <laughs> like I am not a star pupil here. Um, but for whatever reason it happened and I was able to, you know, pay the rest off and, and make it happen. And then, yeah. And then I launched that business and then through launching that business, I ended up having so many people contact me and, and be like, how can I unblock my chakras to start a business? And I was like, well, I don't know how to like have a successful business, but I know how to start a business. So, and I know like what chakra blocks need to be cleared in order for that to happen. So then I started teaching people that and it just kind of like morphed into something totally different. So it was like the universe knew that I had to take a leap and that it was going to turn into something that I never could have imagined. And that was like the quantum manifestation that my linear mind never could have imagined. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned like the, the, the phrase, like jump in the net will come or whatever. Um, you know, there's different, different ways to put that, but I think it's interesting, like that's happened to me and that's happened to so many people in different situations. But I, I, are you, are you just feeling like hesitant because you don't want someone to just like, sometimes I feel like someone's like, oh, you quit your job and it worked out so I can quit my job. But it's like, it needs to come from like a deep intuitive pull. And like yeah. a lot of faith, you know? Yeah, it has to come. Yeah, so that, and also you have to understand um, how not to get into desperation around it. Because if you're like, it's like, you're going to like, yeah, you're going to feel faith for a few days until those bills start to add up and you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from. So have you done the inner work enough to um, A, like know how to work around that and B, like know how not to get into a tizzy if it doesn't work out in your time frame mm -hmm. because the universe doesn't really like time's not real so your time frame isn't necessarily going to be part of the ultimate plan so i just think that it's important to be and i and, and i i'm not even going to say realistic i hate the word realistic but it's important to be mindful and um and to just do it's like be easy with yourself. Like don't put yourself under like a tremendous amount of stress when you could easily just do it both. Like there's so many people where it's like, Kate, hey, I know you think you can't have your job and start your business on the side, but what if you actually could? And I think so many people burn their energy out by their own complaining about how much they hate their job. And it's like, it's not the job that's making you too tired to work on your business after work. It's your complaining and the way that you're looking at it. Oh, okay. That is so, so, so good. And it's so true because I mean, everyone's been there through, not everyone, but people who have been through like major mindset shifts know that you can be looking at the glass half full or half empty. And that's going to be a huge part of what actually makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. So you mentioned a morning routine. What exactly does it look like for you? Oh my gosh. Mine's insane. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> So like the second I wake up, I like just in my, like, I just start smiling. Like, I just like think of all the things that make me, whether I like hear my dog sneeze or I like notice that it's a sunny day or whatever it is. I'm just like, or I like, I'm like, oh, my bed's so comfy. Like I just immediately start being like, sweet. Like, this is my life. This is what I wake up to. And I just like 
kind of like list a few things and let myself sit in that gratitude. And through that, I'm, I'm literally uh, bringing my consciousness out of my head and into my heart. So really just focusing even on like breathing into my heart. So that's just kind of like the first little thing that I do. And then I'll get up usually. So like marriage tip, we go to bed together. And then whenever my husband gets up in the middle of the night, he goes to a separate bedroom, <laughs> which is like the best thing. Um, so we both get a good sleep anyway. So then my husband will either all go into his bedroom or he'll come into my bedroom and we'll just like cuddle for a bit. We'll cuddle with the dog. Um, sometimes I'll, if he's not awake yet, I'll read. So I always have, I have like um, a bed book and a coffee book. So I'm, I'm always reading two books at once. Um, so I read my, my book and then I'll get up and we'll, it depends, like, uh, often I'll do my ritual before the dog walk. It just kind of depends. We'll have coffee, walk our dog together, and then I'll read my coffee book. Like, while I'm drinking coffee, there's another book that I read. And then I'll do my ritual, which is meditation. Um, so the meditation that I do, it's, like, uh, kind of, like, honoring the earth, honoring the cosmos, um, creating my aura for the day, checking in with my guides, checking in with my highest self. And there's usually some guidance that comes along with that. I have like a crystal grid and I do like a little thing with that. I have like sound healing tools and just depends like what I feel I need. Um, and then I'll usually do some journaling or tapping. And then what else? I feel like those are, oh, and then I'll work out. Like I work out like five to six times per week as well, which is just, I think so important. And people don't realize that working out is spiritual. <laughs> like you need to have literally a strong body, like to, in order to be like a vessel for channeling and a vessel for guidance and downloads and spirit. So that's part of my spiritual ritual as well. So I do something basically for my mind, my body, my soul, and my energy every single day. Oh, I love that. Okay. So one of my favorite things about you is you just like, you kind of keep it real. I feel like when I'm listening to you, you know, on your podcast, for example, I feel like you don't really give a fuck what people think and you're just like yourself. So how did you develop a kind of your own brand of confidence? Did you ever struggle with confidence? What did that look like for you? Yeah. Thank you for saying that that's how it comes across. And I think we, I always say we need to teach what we need to learn. And I think the reason that I have become confident and have been able to, I wouldn't, to care less what people think is by having so much, so many haters. <laughs> um, and I don't know, do you know human design at all? Oh yeah. So I'm a three, five generator. Um, and I can't remember if it's a three or the five. One of those basically means that people won't like you. Like they just will be triggered by you. Like I'm a mirror for people. So whatever, when people, um, when people first meet me, I'm a mirror for them to, and they'll get triggered in me, triggered by me in some way that reflects on them, what they judge about themselves. So whether it's that, um, they'll get jealous of something that is going to reflect on like their own perception of their self lack, 
or they're going to see something in me that they don't, that, that a quality that I have that they also have that they don't like about themselves. So it'll trigger them. Um, so I've just had my fair share of woman wounds and like judgment and, um, and that's fine. You know, I take accountability for some of it too, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, so I think it's just really come from, knowing who actually matters and knowing that it that my message that I have to share with the world is far more fucking important than me being comfortable all the time and you know if everyone just was if everyone just played small like where would we be right like if everyone was worried about what people thought and everyone wanted to conform and be the same where would we be and I think that's something that I've always I think I don't know if it's like the Aquarius in me or what but I've I don't ever want to be the same as people. Um, and I think that, and I, I even remember like, I think like kindergarten, there was, I don't remember oh, that we watched like some movie in class about like the different colors and like why, um, if everything was the same color and if everyone was the same color, like life wouldn't be interesting. And that always just stuck with me so much. And I was like, I don't want to conform. I don't want to be like everyone else. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think that that comes with, uh, finding your own find when you find what, when you find your truth self, and that's authentic to you, then you automatically have love for yourself. If you're, misaligned with your true self and you're acting in a way that's actually not aligned with your true self, that's when self-judgment, worrying about what other people think is going to come into play. Because if you stand so strongly in who you are and what you stand for, then no one can shake that because it's your truth. The only time we get insecure is if we're trying to be someone else and then someone says, that's not you, or I don't like that part of you and then you'll get offended because it's from a place of misalignment Mm, that makes so much sense so what kind of advice do you give like clients or or whoever when they're um maybe doing something new to them whether it's like spiritual expansion or like growing their business and it's something that's making making their ego be like you know, what are people going to think? Um, or maybe they have like friends and family that they're worried people are going to think it's weird. Like, how do you, how do you recommend people develop their confidence so they can, um, you know, like move through all of that? Yeah. I just think like one thing that really helped me, uh, with this is knowing that energy is magnetic. So knowing that when you show up as your true authentic self, you're going to magnetize people that are aligned with you. And it might not be the people, you know, your friends from high school or the people on, you know, your aunts on Facebook or whatever it is, but you will find your people and the people that aren't aligned, you're either, they're either going to learn something from you or if they get triggered by you or don't like it, then it's gonna eventually cause them to do some inner work around why it bothered them. So it's a win-win for everybody, for you to like stand in your truth and to to share what you have to share with the world. I love that. And it's so important for us because like you said, you know, where would we be if nobody, you know, grabbed their ball sack and decided to do all of this, right? Exactly. It's like, we all need to go after our purpose. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So what about conscious manifestation and inner goddess? Tell me about this. Mm, Okay. So conscious. So I feel like 
I always say like manifestation, we've been doing it wrong. Like we've been trying to manifest from our heads, from strategy. We're trying to manifest things that we think we want that we actually don't want. And we're, we're trying to manifest things that we think are going to validate us. Mm -hmm. So you want to manifest that designer bag because you think it's going to make people think you're cool. Or you want to manifest, um, you know, that big house so that people think you're rich, like whatever it is. Um, and that is going to be like a direct reflection of what healing you need to do. Now I am not saying that you shouldn't want a big house and a designer bag. I love both of those things, but you like anything that you have on your vision board has to come from a soul driven desire to amplify things you already love about yourself. It can't be a condition of if I have this, then I'll love myself. And, um, that's like, that's all from the head. That's all from the masculine. That's all, um, from the patriarchy, you know, what we're supposed to want, you know, the, the white picket fence, the, or the mansion and the, the fancy car, whatever. And it's not to say that those things are bad or that you shouldn't want those things. Cause I want them too. But like, um, it's like, you have to really find the sole purpose for everything that it is you want. And you might get connected with your inner goddess and find out that what you thought you wanted is totally different. And, you know, that's happened for me recently. And, you know, we've, it, it's just a huge shift. So like, we all have this goddess energy inside of us. Um, and so like, when we think of like, God, the universe source, whatever word it is that you like to use, um, I like to use the word goddess. And so that is actually inside of us. So we've been conditioned to think that you know, in religion, like it's like God is outside of us and it's, he's an, a person or it's like, you know what I mean? But it's actually like goddess energy is something that's inside every single one of us. And it has many different archetypes and many different forms and many different powers and many different, you know, healing abilities. So when we can access that, um, and there's many different versions of it. So like we, I don't know if you've heard of the power of 12, basically like there's 12 hours in a day. There are 12 zodiac signs. There's 12 chakras. There's 12 dimensions. Uh, there's 12, you know, core goddesses in, in, um, in many of the different ancient, uh, ancient, like for example, all the Indian goddesses, the Grecian goddesses, there's usually like 12 main archetypes and all of those exist inside of us. So, you know, we all have, even if, even though I'm an Aquarius, like I still have, you know, these other versions of me that are existing in, in parallel energy for me to access. Um, so when we think of our back to like linear versus quantum in linear thinking, we put these labels on ourselves of what we think we can and cannot have, what we think are possible, uh, uh, what, what we think is possible for us, how much work we think it's going to take to accomplish something, um, how long it's going to take us to manifest something. But in quantum thinking and knowing that we are all things, we are all 12 of everything, um, and we have all of that inside of us, then the possibilities are infinite. So when we can connect to all of those different versions of us and all of those different powers that we have inside, it just makes us literally magnetic um, to the life that we want. And everything in our life is really just a projection of our thoughts and how we feel about it. So that's why, you know, when you can connect at that deeper level to all sides of yourself and you shift 
the, the thoughts, then you shift the vibes, then you shift the strength of that magnet that can project the life that you want. So, um, so yeah, it's like, it could, it's very deep, but it's also not like, it's also like, it's like easier than it sounds. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of makes me think of what you said earlier. Like, um, when we are trying to man to like manifest something working out in our timing, maybe that's not the right thing. And it's like, if we can, is that kind of what you mean as well? Yeah, like not trying to control and not trying to label and not trying to like set these perceived limitations. Mm -hmm. So what are some tips for those of us who struggle with control, who want to try and like always know how it's going to happen? How do we kind of drop that and sink into, um, into what you're describing more? Yeah, I think it's just like, I think it's the daily work and it's the connection to your inner goddess. Um, if you, like, this is where we enhance our intuition, where we enhance our abundance, where we enhance our radiance. And even like the way that we look can change from getting this like deeper connection with our inner goddess. Some people call it highest self. Like I said, some people call it source. Some people call it God, whatever it is. Um, when you can create like a deep, deep connection and start living from that divinity and that sovereignty. Um, it's like, it's, it's not about, um, knowing how to do it and strategizing how to get it. It's about listening for the guidance and acting on the guidance. So there's still action to take. I'm not saying sit there and wait for everything to happen. I actually want to say the opposite of that. Um, there's still action to take, but it's tapping into your intuition for the guidance rather than creating a strategy from a place of limitations and fears and well, it worked for this person this way. So this is how I have to do it. Cause then that doesn't leave space for that, those quantum experiences to take place. It's like, we block them. If we're trying to control them, then we're blocking them. Um, so rather than trying to like from our, our heads, trying to create the strategy, like asking our inner goddess and connecting to that intuition and asking, what would you have me do? And like, then when it comes, and I think this is where a lot of people go wrong too, is like when the guidance comes, take it because so many people don't do that. They're waiting for it to be so easy and they're not willing to like take the opportunity. So, you know, for people who, for example, are like starting a business, and they're like, I want to manifest, you know, my first 10K month. And they're like waiting for it, waiting for it. They're doing this strategy that worked for this other person. And it's not happening. It's not happening. They think they're doing it wrong. They think, they think there's something wrong. Meanwhile, there's, you know, some kind of like coaching program or some kind of like YouTube video or some kind of something pops up for them. And they're like, no, I can't afford it. I'm doing it this way. I've already decided to do it this way. I'm not going to do it that way. So like the manifestation was actually the teaching on how to do it, but then we're expecting it to be so easy that we don't take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or we talk ourselves out of it. Like exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, we've already like set these like limitations on ourselves. Um, and there's like this old story, I actually sent a newsletter about this today where it's like this old man in like a flood and he's like, wait, he, um, so his heart, his house starting to fill up with water and like the streets are filling up with water and, and he's like, it's okay. Like, you know, the universe will save me, the universe will save me. And then a guy comes on like a canoe and it's like, it's like, come on, like, I'm here to save you. And he's like, no, no, no. Like the universe is going to save me. I already know the oh. universe 
save me. And then he gets up, you know, his house is flooded all the way to the top and he's standing on the roof and a helicopter comes by and he's like, I'm here to save me. And he's like, no, no, the universe is going to save me. The universe is going to save me. And then he dies, goes to heaven. And God is like, what the hell? I sent you the canoe. I sent you the helicopter. Um, so it's like, we're waiting for, it's like, it's like, what will, what work are you willing to do for this manifestation? What learning are you willing to do? Because if you want to expand into a new version of yourself, that's going to require an investment of time, money, energy, and discomfort. So if you're just waiting for it to land, um, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, I love that story. Cause it's so true. Like we, we can't know how, how, or what exact guidance is going to come, but we have yeah. to act on it when it's there for us. And, exactly. and usually we do get that gut feeling of, okay, I should probably jump on this. But then like logic comes in and, you know, yeah. go and it's like, we can't spend the money right now. We have to yeah. stay small. Like, yeah. maybe I think even fear of success could be part of that. Like, if, if deep down there's a fear of money or a fear of success, we might yeah. talk ourselves out of the action steps. Exactly, exactly. So that's, that's why that connection to the inner goddess is so important because when you're connected to that intuition, like you, you just know and you act upon it. And there's different you know, intuitive tools, whether it's you know, clear, clear audience, clear sentience, clear cognizance, whatever it is, like, that's why I've been helping people like just hone in on that listening. Um, Cause that's just the most important part. It totally is. And I feel like with intuition, it gets easier as you start to take every like little inspired action. I feel like it gets easier over time so that when the big things come and you try to talk yourself out of it, you like are so connected that you just know what you need to do. Totally. And it's not even that it gets, e like it does, it gets easier, of course, but then it's also like you still, you trust it more. Mm, it's yeah. all about the trust. Like we are all intuitive, but we second guess it and we don't trust it. Mm -hmm. I so agree with that. I think everybody has that ability for sure. Yes. So about money. So in your journey, you know, especially with entrepreneurship, what money mindset blocks have you had to overcome and how did you tackle those? Hmm. Um, okay. So you talked about like the fear of investing already. I feel like after that, it's like the fear, I don't know. Good question. <laughs> like, I, I think it's like, I think that something I'm currently working on, um, is expansion of what, again, quantum thinking when it comes to money, mm. because it's like, if we're like, okay, I made a million dollars last year. That means like, I'll probably make like 1.3 to 1.5 this year. Like, but who's to say I can't make 50 million. Who's to say I'm not going to get this insane idea. That's going to make a hundred million. So it's like, if we, um, limit ourselves and to, if this, then that, when I do this, I make this much money. When this much time passes, I make this much money. When I have this many people on my list, I get this many clients, like whatever it is. Like, yeah, there's a room for like stats, but there's also room for miracles. Um, and, but again, it's like with that, what work are you willing to do? So if you set your sights on, okay, I want to make $50 million. What are you willing to do differently? And it's not, um, it's like, how are you willing to, what are you willing to let go of? And what are you willing to unlearn? And what control are you willing to release over how you think it's meant to go? And what inspiration are you going to follow no matter how scary it feels? So we're like in like a complete shift in our business right now. We're creating something totally different and it was all like divinely guided and downloaded. Um, and 
and yeah, it's like, that's, that's the magic of like doing this work daily. It's like, you will start to get the ideas and the downloads, um, for that quantum expansion, but you have, it's like, what, what money beliefs are you willing to release in order for that to happen? And like how, and then even from an energy perspective, um, I would say chakras are transmitters and receptors and you can only receive back what the, the vibration at which you transmit. So how can I transmit my energy at a $50 million frequency? Mm. And it's not necessarily fake it till you make it like it is. And it's not, but it's like, what does that feel like? What does the $50 million version of you feel like? And 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 then when you think of that, it's like, it might be totally, the life of that person might be totally different than what you thought you wanted. And then it again comes down to that intuition and like, what is meant for me and what do I actually want? So it's all related. Um, money, success, happiness, fulfillment, like it's all about that like quantum expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such good advice. I love that. What about, what advice would you give someone who wants to become an entrepreneur who's like thinking that the life looks awesome of doing that, but they're like, well, I'm not special. And like, what if it doesn't work for me? Um, So I guess like fear of failure or, you know, what kind of advice would you give that person? Mm, Yeah. So I always say um, when you want to start a business, like always ask yourself, what do I want to share with the world that changed my life more than anything? Um, And when you're coming from that place of truth and like needing to share it with the world, it kind of like gets you excited a little bit more to, to move forward with it. Um, But with fear of failure, I always say like the ego only knows what it knows. Mm -hmm. So if you've failed in the past or you've seen people fail or whatever it is, like, how can you unlearn that? How can you um, release that? It's like, it's not about with, with like moving forward in any which way, it's not as much about what do I do as what can, what can I release? Because again, like our chakras, our highest self, our inner goddess already knows how to get what's meant for us. But then it's just only, it's just clogged up with, with what we think we can't have. So I would say any inner work you can do around that time that you failed in grade two or whatever, like maybe you like didn't make the softball team or whatever it was and like doing any inner child work you need to do around that. Um, and really like we have the ability to rewrite the past. So it's like, if you can do any healing around where that belief started, then you're releasing it from your energetic field, your auric field, your karmic patterns, and then you have the ability to, to move forward. Yeah. I love that. I love the saying the ego only knows what it knows. I think that's so huge. Um, because yeah, it's, it's all about the beliefs and, and obviously beliefs are not necessarily based on facts and lots of people have had the thought that they're not special enough and it wouldn't work and then it does. So it's really, I think that's, I think that's such an important part of it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. So this is my last question for you. What's your favorite book? Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to go with like my old trusty, um, the big leap. Have you read that? Oh yes. So good. 
I feel like that's especially for people in business and it's less about it's, it's I feel like it's poorly named it's really not about taking a leap it's about self-sabotage yeah. um but I think that's something that again that's something that we face every day that self-sabotage we get almost to a point where we think we don't deserve the success that we want and the ego starts to try to pull us back so just allows you to identify that in yourself um so yeah that one is like a game changer for sure yeah that's a really really good one awesome well Amber Lee, thank you so much for your time this has been so 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 fun um where can everyone find you how can they follow you do you have anything new and exciting um coming up that you want to share with us yes so you can find me on instagram at shocker girl co um i actually have a goddess quiz which is really fun it tells you like your goddess archetype and how to access like your innate healing powers that are already in there just waiting to be remembered um so it's quiz.shockergirlco.com slash goddess um and then yeah we are i know we talked a lot about like the inner goddess stuff we have like a program called goddess magnetism that is launching right now which is like insanely powerful spiritual deep dive so if that stuff interested you then you can definitely just reach out to me on instagram and we can chat more about it amazing go follow her guys she's so fun okay awesome see you guys next week